You're about to experience the cultural phenomena that's sweeping the nation. Oh yeah, it's happening. Sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! Stinky Paul's podcast with Scott, with Liam. Hello, sir. With Paul. Good evening. Hello. No Charlie again for this one. Or blowout, as we're yeah, calling yeah. it. <laughs> Charlie, a blowout. <laughs> Not a problem. We didn't want him anyway. Yeah, who we didn't, him? We didn't need him. It's fine. It's fine, Charlie. Thank we you. We are the TV supports. <laughs> no one likes us. We don't care. <laughs> so, let's do... The usual format with just the three of us. We, it would be called four play, but we'll have to call it three play. I think. Yeah. In this case, here's the jingle. One, two, three. Well, had I done four play? One, two, three, four. Ah, ah. Four-play subject for this evening. How are we describing it? Um, plot twist or... Shifts in movie narratives and shit you didn't see coming. Films that take a turn for the worst or a turn for the better or just a turn. A twist and a turn. What what we'll probably do, we've, we've chosen one each. Have you got any sort of honourable mentions as well afterwards, possibly? Uh, I've probably got two. Yeah, we'll, we'll just throw a few out there afterwards yeah. just to just to pad out, because we're not going to have a lot to say about the film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll have more to which, say in some foreplay. Which, by the way, is... The Usual Suspects. Which is why we've chosen the plot to be seen. We are going to spoil the fuck out of The Usual Suspects. We, we really are. And we're probably going to spoil the fuck out of the next few movies we're going to talk about as well, because yep. we can't talk about plot twists without describing the yeah. plot twists. Yeah, so if you, haven't, <laughs> if you haven't seen any films that we're about to mention, stop listening. Well, how did they know what we're going to talk about? We'll just have to find out. Who wants to go first? In foreplay? In foreplay, yeah. Well, I usually like to go first. <laughs> In foreplay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the film that I've chosen is a film called Buried with Ryan Reynolds in. Seen it, yep. Um, I don't, have you seen it, Paul? Nope. Well, um, obviously I'm going to ruin it. Buried? Yeah. Um, that, that is it's literally, film. <laughs> it was filmed in a room this size, just in a coffin. That's it. Um, and he's not, he's just like a, um, it's kind of like a goody two-shoes kind of thing. He's gone out there to give food and that to the people of Afghan during the war, and he then gets taken hostage, and he's pretty much buried alive. And he all that's in this like coffin is a phone and a literally minuscule signal left on it, 
to go through it and you're watching this whole thing and it's something considering there's nothing more to this film than one man in a box it, yeah literally <laughs> a man in a box and mm. it grips you and then like he finally gets through he manages to contact him saying they want a ransom for me they want this and he's like right no worries keep the phone on we'll check signal and then he's trying to break his way out so the sand's filling up and he's like right we've got I can't remember what his name is in it but it's like right we're right near you now we're there we're going to dig you mm. out don't worry we've, we've got you it's fine, right? And you can hear like breaking, like the floor moving. He's like, okay, okay. And he's lifting your head up. And they're like, oh, hang on. Sorry, Paul. This, yeah, his name's Paul. He's like, this isn't you. Mm-hmm. And he dies. And that's it. The sand just keeps filling up. Mm-hmm. So they found another dead a body in a thing. Ah, and yeah. it's, you literally think that they're going for him. He's managed yeah, to contact yeah. the American embassy. They're going to be going for him. He's got. And I never really, I mean, I'm a big fan of Ryan Reynolds himself, but I kind of thought, oh, it's a bit of a serious film, I don't know. But it was, just at the end, I was like, oh, shit. It's gutting, isn't it? And it kind of was, I was like, fuck you, America. You let him down. He was there. And it, it really was, I mean, I've watched that a good few times, and I was like, each time I'm like, fuck you, America. I, so, I agree. So it draws you into the fact that you think it's going to be a happy ending. You just can't think. Because you look at Ryan Reynolds and he's a good looking guy, you think no one lets someone like Ryan Reynolds die in a <laughs> You just don't, that sort of person. And you just think, yeah, he's, like, he's done nothing wrong, why would they, be, they just want some money, America would save him. And you think, are they going to, is he not really buried alive? Are they yeah. just trying to torture him? But yeah, I mean, there's bits where, because like, it's in the desert, like, snakes may get into it and he's That's right, trying yeah, to, like, 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 box. Yeah. And he's got nowhere to move, he's literally stuck in this box. Yeah. And where he's trying to break out in a panic, He's hitting it, and all of a sudden, the sand starts coming in. Yeah. And it is, it's such a gripping film mm. for something that the guy who made it, I think he literally cost him something like uh, not even 50 grand. It wouldn't do, would it? Do just to, yeah. He built the box. He'd done everything <laughs> in there, and all in one room. I totally so, agree with what you're saying, mate, for like a one-person yeah. movie. And it's yeah. just, when it twisted and he died, and I was like, oh. Yeah. I wasn't and it is right at the very end, but it was just that pause of, what the, yeah. what? And you're still thinking, hang on, has, has that actually finished? Yeah. Is there going to be something else? Mm. No, he's dead. <laughs> you're constantly thinking, surely they must have gone. Why could they, why'd they not? And it's like, oh, they, what, 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 what's going on? What the fuck are you, America, again? You killed Canada's finest. That's a, that's a good choice, actually, because mm. I, I saw that when it came out. You, you heard of it, Paul? I have heard yeah. of it, yeah. I think yeah. Liam's mentioned yeah. it before. Yeah. It's, it's genuinely not, I would probably say it's not like, a big enough film, I no. think, that anyone would particularly go, oh, I watched that. I, I genuinely watched it by accident. I saw it was like, um, not what I say by accident, I saw it on um, Netflix and I thought, okay. As soon as I watched it, I was like, I'm buying that. Just, mm. it got me. Okay, that's a good choice. Paul? Yes, I was struggling a bit with this. because um, There's a fair few plot yeah, twist movies out there. I right? didn't, well, this is going to be an obvious one, but I, I was trying not to be too obvious. No, but, okay. um, the Fight Club. Cool. Um, just it's one of those films on on first watch. If you haven't had it spoiled to you, yeah, then the plot twist is great, and you you don't see it coming. It, uh, oh, a hundred percent. You yeah, don't. You, you just you have no idea because <laughs> Brad Pitt's character. Yeah. Tyler Durden, isn't it? Yeah, Tyler yeah. Yeah. obviously starts this fight club, and everyone, even if they haven't seen the film, knows the rules about fight club and what, what it sort of exists yeah. on. Shh. 
Sorry, not allowed to talk about it. Paul, you ruined it. <laughs> I told you about the rules of Fight Club. <laughs> and he lives with his friend, played by Ed Norton. Ed Norton. Yeah. yeah. And, and it goes all the way through the movie and they have arguments and they even, their girl, the girlfriend sleeps with yeah. both of them. And, mm. and then right at the very end, you find out that Tyler is mentally disturbed and the Ed Norton's character doesn't exist at all. It's all in his head. And it's just like, oh, I just didn't see that coming. So you didn't know the... Did you watch it when it first came out? Did you watch it later? I watched it a little later. But you weren't aware of the plot twist? No, I was aware of the hype around it. Everyone's saying it was good. And so I think I would... Probably then I would have seen that on DVD sort of rental. Yeah. Um, back then, but no, I understand you watched it a lot later. Two years ago. So really? Sport the fuck out. Well, for of the it. first time? Yeah. Or? It was just one of them ones that I, because I knew the plot twist. Yeah. Um, I, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, do I need to see this? I think that's the difficult thing with things like that. Yeah. And even though it's David Fincher and it's Ed Norton and it's Brad Pitt yeah, and Ed it's Norton's a great, great writer. Yeah, yeah, Ed Norton is. He's so underrated in Norway. was great. And so I thought, look, I've got to see this. It's 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 one off the, the list, you know, mm. that I have to see. And it just didn't get me anyway as a movie. Yeah, it's you, just plot twist aside. Yeah. It just wasn't my cup of tea. And I mean David Fincher I love as a director. But there wasn't this whole thing at the end about like terrorism and things blowing up and shit and like There was uh, buildings blowing up at the yeah, end, wasn't there? Uh, I can't remember it because I it think, really didn't I think Fight Club was, I'm not going to say like an age thing because there's a difference between me and Paul, but it was like a, at that time, mm. it's like it was aimed at people at that time. Where we had the Reservoir Dogs and the Pulp Fiction in the early 90s, I suppose, when we were yeah, it was early that 20s, sort of thing, this like, was your version of It was kind of, yeah, it was like what came out at that moment, you were just like, okay, this, and it was the violence in it and then you just kind of, why is there any need for it? And yeah. because it was so messed up, you're like, there isn't any need for this violence. Yeah. Well, okay, you get why they're... And it's so back and forth that it yeah. just... To, to me, because it kind of... When did it come out? Was it 1990? Well, he's in the 90s, isn't he? Yeah, it was it's in the late 90s. Was it like towards the sort of time of like Matrix or I want to say 98, yeah. which was the yeah. same time as... And 99, there we go. Yeah, 99. Yeah. And I preferred Fight Club over Matrix. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Because to me, it was just a, as confusing as it kind of was. Yeah. Obviously, if you go back, as you said, it's... It's still quite stylised, isn't it? It's got a but good yeah. look to it, hasn't yeah. it? It's a good-looking film. Yeah. And I'm not a big fan of Brad Pitt, generally. Even I mean, now? Well, because I thought we had this sort of conversation that as Brad Pitt's matured, I think we've all grown to love him a little bit more. I mean, I, I, I'd like to meet Joe Black as um, feminist, that's, that's the proper word, yeah. As soppy as that sounds, <laughs> yeah. I did like Meet Joe Black. Yeah. And Snatch, genuinely, I love Snatch. Yeah. <laughs> Don't um, we all? Yep. <laughs> and, but I, I'd probably say, yeah, in the last, if I say the last few films, I did like World War Z, loved Inglourious Barters. Fury? Loved Fury. Have you seen Adelaide? Yeah. No, I haven't seen that yet. Adelaide's quite good. I've like some that. war films, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, and Glorious Bastards, and yeah, I suppose yeah. so, yeah. Glorious Bastards, few in Yeah. It's, it's one of those ones that baffle me that it's regarded as a classic movie, and it is sort of like top ten in a lot of people's lists and things mm. like that. 
But it just isn't for me. Film. Yeah, it just That's isn't for me. Or, or, or because I watched it at the wrong time and I knew what the twist was. If I'd have seen that, if I was a bit younger, without knowing the twist, I think I would have really got into the spirit of it. But for me, I don't think I really got it. But I can see why you, you chose that, Paul, because for somebody that was completely unaware of what the twist oh, is, it yeah. must have yeah. been a real head fuck. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, and it's one of those films that haven't seen it a year or two after its release. It's one of those ones, oh, why didn't I go and see this at the cinema? Yeah. Because that first, or the yeah. joint reaction of everyone in the cinema going, huh? Yeah. So, have you gone back to it? What's it since? I, I've probably seen bits of it since, because yeah. that's... Uh, I, I think I've only used it once or twice myself yeah. since it came out. So how do you feel about a film with a twist and then watching it a second time knowing what the twist is? Sometimes, I don't know, it depends how big or small the twist is because sometimes yeah. you tend to forget, like... Uh, Go on, bring up any examples. Seven. It yeah? Go on, we, we can spoil the fuck out of all yeah. of these. It don't matter. Obviously... Wizard of Oz. That... <gasps> That that's a great film, gruesome, lots of yep. mind fucking sort of information, yeah. and at the end when it's what's in the box, it, it's the detective's wife's heads yep. or whatever, and it's like you could watch that five years on and you don't remember everything. The the rest of the film is quality enough to watch. The twist again. isn't the important part yeah, of the movie, that's is it? In why that case? Fight Club become a cult classic film mm. like um, The Crow is a cult classic mm. not necessarily the greatest film people ever to me mm. The Crow is my favourite yeah, but the same as like Fight Club it's, it's a cult classic so if you've seen it once and you liked it you will it will stay in your mind but there's a lot of matter. plot twist films like when I mentioned Buried it's not in my top 10 not in my top 20 films, yeah. not in my top 50 films yeah so every time I do watch it Mm. I still kind of feel the same way, even though I know what's still coming. Gutted at the end, yeah. Mm. And I think that's that's why it just depends on how the twist is. Like when we was mentioning about Sixth Sense and that before, is that you just once you've seen it, you mm. then can't help but know from the start he's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk Sixth Sense very quickly. Yeah, let's talk Sixth Sense quickly because it's not my choice. Sixth Sense. I got that literally two, three seconds before it was revealed. I didn't know that twist. Yeah. I watched it all the way through because I was just watching it as a movie. Yeah. wasn't thinking, because it was M. Night, Charlemagne's first real big no, movie. Charlemagne. And he wasn't known for that thing, was he? No. He wasn't known for no. being the, the master of twisting movies. And unfortunately for him, because he'd done it well, he was expected to do it. Everything. Yeah. And it was like, oh, you're going to ruin a career from The that. village. Yeah, that was so appalling. Yeah. And that's what exactly what I meant from mm. that. Mm. But it was I gen I was only a kid. When did it come out? Ninety six. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. got to be I've got six cents. Must have been about. Yeah, yeah, I was married at the time. So and yeah. we got it on VHS, and I don't even own it on DVD or Blu-ray or anything. But yeah. I remember my mum put it on, and we was like, there was a bit of a frightened me where like one of the because he sees dead people, mm. um, and one of the ones that kind of like has got, a, I think it's like opens its mouth quite wide and sort of thing and it kind of freaked me out very yeah. quickly I was like oh but yeah I never would have thought that Bruce would because it's Bruce it's John McClane John McClane <laughs> doesn't die so you're like what and that's how for me I was a, as a little kid everything for me was like Beetlejuice oh just Batman with makeup on because yeah right. that's how you saw so films yeah that, 
John McClane doesn't die in anything, so why would he be a dead person in this? Yeah. And it was, I, I didn't get it. As soon as, even when I saw it, I was like, <gasps> I looked at my arm like, does that mean he's dead? He's like, yeah, I'm like, I watched that knowing the end because really? Simon Mayo mm-hmm. said, it, Simon said it on one of his Radio 1 shows no. about six months after the film was released and I really wanted to see it and then because back then it took that long for the DVD yeah. releases to come out yeah, after the cinema, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. And so, yeah, from the off, and I had to sit there watching it with my wife, who didn't know, oh. and there's me sitting there going, you're not enjoying it? <laughs> really? Because <laughs> I know he's oh, fucking... clearly dead. should have turned and gone, I reckon I can get this. <laughs> I bet you 20 quid this is what happens, and he's dead. I just fucking know. You, you could have bet? made money out of it. Bet, what I bet you is a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> You pay. <laughs> Still oh. waiting for that bet to pay out. Yeah. <laughs> I Fuck radio, ruining shit. Yeah. Especially uh, Simon Mayo. A radio Mayo. one DJ, That's... so sort of seven, eight million yeah. listeners. Yeah. And now they've given him the biggest radio film review job in the country sort of thing, you know. Oh, oh. Especially when they know that back then, you had such a long wait. Yeah. Now, yeah. film comes out three months later as DVD. Yes. But it's then like it was the so long. Harrison Ford sort of yeah. death. Well, um, but even now, with Twitter, it could be instant. Yeah. It, you know. Yeah. But I mean, there's so many film companies. Right now. I mean, with Dead, um, Deadpool, they've done the same thing as Avengers did, where they actually had the car saying, mm-hmm. like, dressed up as a character. So we're just saying to you now, if you're going to watch this film, thank you. But don't tell anyone yeah. that yeah. you've seen it. Don't tell anyone about it. Don't even tell your mum, like, joking about it, because it is too many people go online and go, Oh, I've just seen Deadpool, and don't read on if you want to. Don't want to see yeah. spoilers. Yeah. Like, but you put it in the same fucking statement, so people can see what yeah. you put. But then, one of the best examples of trying to protect a spoiler, and I nearly chose this actually, and I think we spoke about this a couple of episodes ago, was Psycho. Yep. Where the leading lady yeah. gets killed off 20, 25 minutes into yeah. the movie, and was the only sort of star in the film as yeah. well. Yeah, Andy Perkins yeah. was was fairly famous but not amazing. Um but the whole thing was that Janet Lee was billed as the star of the movie and within 20 25 minutes she's killed. Alfred Hitchcock had this stipulation that nobody was once they um the film started nobody was allowed to enter the auditorium. Yeah. Nobody was allowed yeah. to come in because if somebody came in 15 20 minutes too late, well where's Janet Lee? I'll come in to see a Janet Lee movie. She's gone. Perfect bit of marketing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely perfect, you know. And I don't think they could ever reproduce that again. No. That's the thing that social media wouldn't allow. No. Hollywood's too controlled by the public Mm. also now that it would be safe, like, used to... Because, for example, we say Marvel, a lot of them big stars, their contracts are coming to an end within the next one film or two films. Yeah. But if you went in to watch a film and say Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. is one of the biggest stars now. Of course he is. Yeah, and yeah. they just went, first thing, dead. People go, no, done, bollocks, <laughs> bullshit, I'm out. And they'd go, oh, we can't do that. Yeah. And he's like, no, no. Sometimes you need to fuck people's minds and make them go, shit, they're what serious. Is. What is, yeah. yeah. And it shouldn't be a case of, we've got to keep our stars in. It's like, 
instead of trying to get more money from people watching the film, mm. they'd rather keep the stars working for them. You know. Like, yeah. But you could make more from doing mm. that. Yeah. It's isn't it, it's it's not that hard to do. But I think that's I've never seen it. But that's where Game of Thrones is doing good things because all the stars that go in that. Everyone None of their characters died. They have no qualms about yeah. killing off any major Didn't star. Didn't Sean Bean like die within like three episodes but or something? I've never seen it. I've never seen it, no, but I've I think never seen it, but I'm pretty sure Sean Bean died within the have first. You ever seen it? I watched the first two or three episodes. Genuinely, never got into it. Everyone listens to this. How appalled are you that three of us don't care about Game of Thrones? <laughs> because right now, it's the biggest show on the planet. It's genuinely geek ranked over by so many people. But we're not geeky. To that extent, I mean, you've got your love of Marvel. Yeah, mine's comics and... And, and mine is old movies, and, and Paul, we still haven't fathomed about what he fucking no, likes. None of us know who Paul is. <laughs> <laughs> Just an FYI, there's no one else in this room. It's like Tyler Durden. Yeah. Paul is us. Yeah, yeah. Paul is a part of us. <laughs> That we can't work out yet. He's, he's, our, he's our alter ego who just yeah. likes to abuse. <laughs> That's regularly why I have to beat him up. <laughs> yeah, we punch him later. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, we don't watch a lot of TV. No, and for me, it's just that it's when it comes to TV and stuff mm. like that, it, I know there's things that are plot twists, like in Game of Thrones is Hollywood just in a smaller version, but yeah. With TV, it's got to be interesting in a sense. And everyone says to me, give it a go, give it a go. And I've given things a go to people. So I gave Breaking Bad a go. Mm. And I enjoyed 60% of it. Yeah. And it really appallingly. Yeah, no, it did. It did. Really like, bad. Genuinely bad. And I was looking forward to this great thing that people said. And mm. Sons of Anarchy, on the other hand, for me, because I love Harley Davidson's, I love the vibes, mm. superb. Yeah. I've watched that now six times F-Cut. from season one no. to the end, <laughs> all the way through. Because I genuinely loved it, but there's only two TV series that I actually love. Yeah. And it's that, and the other one's The OC. I managed to get you to watch True Detective in the first series. I watched the first season. Second season. The second season was appalling. Was it? Yeah. yeah the, Colin Farrell was brilliant, mm. but Vince fucking Vaughn, <laughs> excuse my language, I hate Vince Vaughn in everything. <laughs> Why on earth he was put as a detective, mm. where they was obviously going for that, let's try and be a New York funny but mean cop, and you're yeah. like, you've ruined it. Colin Farrell can play yeah. a pisshead right. because he's Irish, and we do that well. But, but the first <laughs> season with Matthew McConaughey and uh, Woody Harrelson, Woody Harrelson was, it? was. Yeah. That genuinely was. I don't and, but they wrote the next lot, didn't they? Did they? Yeah. And that's what I thought, because when you said about it, and I heard so much, I was like, okay, and I don't, again, it, you have to make me watch something, because yeah. if you tell me, oh, it's good, I'm like, eh, cool, I won't watch it. <laughs> but okay. when, Paul, you put it on this, didn't you, for mm-hmm. me? And I was like, oh, okay then. And I had nothing to, I had no intention of watching it either, because... It cost him nothing, so I was like, oh, It okay. wasn't your typical cop drama. That was a no, thing no, that was done so really good. It was so slow-paced, yeah. and each episode didn't have a, an end, a start and an ending. It just carried on. Yeah, um, yeah it, was, it was just so different from anything that had been produced for TV before. Yeah, you just had to fully invest in it and know that you're in for the... Yeah. Whatever it was, the eight yeah. episodes or whatever Yeah, because it was. you... Even if you'd have thought, oh, I'm not really enjoying this, 
you'd carry on watching it because, because you, you wanted to know. It was going to it was going to carry on going through. And that's yeah. the thing I think when they've done the second season, it started quite well. Mm. And I thought, I didn't oh, say okay, second, I but I couldn't grasp. And he called him Will Farrell. Vince Vaughn <laughs> in it because it's just like he's another one now that's like an Owen Wilson for me. Mm. Uh, and I mean, we mentioned previously in the podcast about mm. people we watch, yeah. And I did kind of go against that because I watched Wonder. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Superb fucking. Is film. he good? Yeah, it's one with so, little Jacob Tremblay, isn't it? From Room. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so heartwarming. And and it's that Julia Roberts who I've always you adore Julia Roberts, Roberts yeah, don't you? She's your yeah your crush. I marry her now, yeah. even though she's fifty something. Nothing wrong with being fifty, mate. <coughs> Actually, right. I'm not fifty yet. Am no, I? very cl- very close. Of course, not far off either. Yeah. No, not one year. I think you've got two. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. No, I'm going to look at that. Here, we? we have. It doesn't matter. It's what, yeah. four, it's what foreplay is all about. Yeah. <laughs> we should keep it going on until we're ready. <laughs> My one's a bit of a massive classic. Classic twist. God damn you all to hell. Planet of the Apes. Excuse that noise. <laughs> uh, uh, the bit where yeah. Charlton Heston... Yeah. Well, this is the the whole film is a film of twists because you know it just starts off where they crash land on the planet and fuck me, it's, it's ruled yeah. by monkeys. The humans are the. He <laughs> 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 made the monkey noise. That's more like an elephant noise, yeah. mate. Fucking hell! Oh, in more Oh, in more. But then it turns out all the humans are silent, and then. Sorry. Why is he laughing? Racism. Oh, dear Lord. I've played it all by monkey. <laughs> so I know what Paul's like. Yeah. You started it. I just laughed. <laughs> I just knew what he was laughing at. <laughs> Mine was at my own thoughts. His was just being born. But it's just 1968, 1969, whatever the film was released. Nobody knew that twist because there wasn't that social media input of you know, people spoiling it. Yeah. And... When you first watched that film back in the 60s, even through the 70s, if you haven't seen it when it was shown on TV, you didn't know that he was still on Earth. No. Because I, I remember, I think, the first time I ever saw Planet Apes was on TV. I think it was on Channel yeah. 4 when I was a kid. Because <clears throat> I, I wasn't a big fan. I, you've not seen it? You have not seen Have I just spoiled one of the biggest movies ever? One of my favourite movies I ever? I refuse to watch them. Why? That's monkeys ruling the planet. Monkeys ruling the planet. You don't like your thing against apes, monkeys, Charlton Heston. I remember seeing bits of it as a child and frightened you. Frightened, frightened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mind you, I was about five or six at the time. <clears throat> Sorry, <throat> what did you just say? What about why didn't you? Because it frightened. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's so oh, sad, isn't it? I didn't even thought it was because Paul was going to say because it's shit. No, but six in front was like, excuse me, can we get? <laughs> Because the men in the monkey suits fired you, Paul, did they? Was you worried about a hairy man touching you? Was it Roddy McDowell? He was scary as fuck. But he's the nice monkey, Paul. I know, but he was weird and creepy. Go on. Oh, it's all coming out tonight, isn't it? Um, Right, I'm going to spoil the fucking... Believe me, I never intend to watch it, so you can Crash Land on a Planet, which is ruled by apes. Planet of the Apes, that's where it comes from. And... Charlton Heston escapes, goes off with, with Nova, and as he's going across the beach, 
the Statue of Liberty. You must have seen that scene, Paul. Mm, the Statue of Liberty so, yeah. is buried in the sand, and yeah, it's yeah, 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 God yeah. damn you all to hell. You done it. You really done it. You know you you blew up the planet. And and have you seen the new Planet of the Apes movies? Did you see the Tim Burton? No. Anything against Have you monkeys? seen an ape? Yeah, anything. I've seen an ape. I've not seen a planet full of them. <laughs> I'm really I surprised. Some, I think there's some more depths to Paul. I there's, think he yeah. likes monkeys. There's, or people that are like monkeys. Yeah. Perhaps we better not ask him back next time. Yeah. Don't like that, really. <laughs> I'm really surprised you haven't seen it, because that was, from our era, Paul, where, you know, similar age, that was always on that film, and it was... Yeah. Uh, Okay. Any honourable mentions? I was going to say six cents, but we've, we've already dissected that, that. I mean, I had now because yep. I thought you was going to say what's got. I Go have two that I could say honourable. Yeah. Um, one is Saw. Saw was on mine. Yeah. Um, purely because of yeah, I remember sitting. I watched it with my mates. I didn't go to cinema. His sister was like, "You should watch it." We sat there. It was like. Okay, and then at the end, when Jigsaw gets off the floor, what was a dead man's blown out brains, and Adam's still locked in that buff, I remember for about an hour or two after, me and my mate Paul were like, Adam's still locked in there! <laughs> he got locked him in, he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and anybody, anybody that turns around and tries to say, I, I would literally fly to wherever you come from, if you say... That was obvious. Shit. You're a fucking idiot. No, no, no. First time you watched that film, you no, do not No one like, no. could have guessed it. And no. the other one that was... It's not a big plot twist, but uh, seven pounds. I was speaking to Paul about it um, mm. before. It's an emotional film. Mm. And I, I get I'm a big Will Smith fan yeah. in general. But that film... The twist is... It's, it's a gentle it's, twist, isn't it's it? A gentle it's not a twist. nasty one. No, like most no. of these are quite nasty twists or mm, shocking yeah. twists. But that one's a, a like, a, oh, yeah. In, in a sad way, but also like, you know what? He's saving people. It's like, Mm-mm. it's bittersweet. Yeah, that's and that's why I, that's why I can still watch that yeah. so many times. Yeah. And I'm not afraid to say the film you blub with it. the score and everything about it will make me cry a hundred percent. I had. Psycho Seven, we mentioned. Yeah. Um, Terminator Salvation. No, not Terminator Salvation. Genesis. Okay, Genesis. Where John Connor yeah. turns out to be oh, that new body. style Terminator. Yeah. Yeah. Just thinking more recent movies. Yeah. Um, great film. Yeah. I think that's no, why it, the film wasn't it was. It was just good. good. Yeah. And actually, a lot of these, some of the twists, is it fucking annoying when the twists are revealed in the trailers? Sometimes they give that little yeah, hint away about some of the things. Yeah. That are, um, That's well, you can tell the film's going to be bad because they give away a lot of it. In the yeah. Trailer. Now, I don't know one of these films you guys would have seen, but the other two I don't know if you have, but they've all got the same twist. The Crying Game. Okay, all right. You know the twist in The Crying yeah. Game? I haven't seen it, but I, for years... It's not a woman, it's a bloke. It's a bloke, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah no, I get it. Yeah. They've all got the same twist. Mm-hmm. The crying game. Ace Ventura. Yeah. Because what's her face? Out of Blade she Runner. Has yeah. got a cock. Yeah. She was the ex player. And Sleepaway Camp, which is a slasher movie, oh, exactly the same. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> the Sleepaway Camp, they've all got the same premise, the same twist. There are a thousand movies with a thousand mm, twists out there. Yeah. 
Um, and we also said not necessarily twist, but where the plot shifts dramatically or the the storyline turns into something else, like mm. from dusk till dawn. Yeah, that was. I I can still remember the first time I watched that. It was coming on Sky, and they said, "Oh." Tarantino and a, yeah. a vampire movie. Yeah, Robert uh, Rodriguez wasn't it? I think yeah, was the yeah, director. Yeah. And so, me and the wife were watching it because we liked George Clooney uh, movies. And it was like hour, hour and a half in. And I'm like, oh, this was a vampire movie. Was it that long? See, I don't think it was billed as a vampire movie when well, I saw Sky it. Sky introduced it. Ah, well. see, when I saw it, it was like a Tarantino Robert yeah. Rodriguez movie. And, and no, so, like, you've had basically a road movie to yeah. start with, haven't you? Yeah. And them on the run. And then, yeah, oh. they're in this bar, and then... Salma Hayek yeah. and the snake, and... Oh, oh. Yeah, the snake. Tom Savini's one of the, the vampires as well, isn't he? The makeup guy, Tom Savini. Oh, I've only ever seen that film once. Yeah. 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 And I honestly say, as much as I love Tarantino, Dust Till Dawn is just not a film I like. And I love vampires. Because of him as an actor? I lo- no, no, not even because I just... Because it's not his film, he's just acting. Yeah, yeah. Thing. But I just... I don't know what it was about the film. I'm also not a big fan of George Clooney... Can't act. <laughs> right. See, for us, he's so poor. It's just a woman's choice because he's good looking. It, it was probably his first real film out of the ER. ER. Yeah, yeah, and we were, been... we were great. Yeah, ER fans. yeah. yeah. Trying to think, one fine day with Michelle Pfeiffer was about that time. Yeah, that was. I think it was a big blockbuster though for yeah. all the films. People remember George yeah. Clooney. I think we. Have... It's probably one of the first ones. If you think George Clooney films, I right now I can't think of any other. So one fine day. Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, when he um, Oceans. Oceans, yeah. Yeah, so they're later, aren't they? But yeah, that's, I mean, I'm not, I, I don't, I think that's why I couldn't quite get it, because I saw it far too late on. Yeah. Because I, I didn't watch ER, because we never had that sort of TV. Yeah. And <clears throat> I remember people saying to me, because, well, got tattoos, and I was used to say I'm going to have a sleep, and I was like, oh, what, like, dust till dawn? I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. And then I like, full sleeve tattoo, I'm like, yeah, just like that then. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> I watched it. The guy's got a tribal tattoo, so it's nothing like mine, but I, I watched the film and I was like, oh, okay, cool, vampires. I love vampires. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. It's not. <laughs> and yeah, it's really, it isn't. Yeah, no. it's got like a small segment. It, <clears throat> it's basically the way they ended the film with a big sort of bit of violence, isn't it? Yeah, it's just to add <laughs> some unnecessary violence to it. <laughs> Back in the room. <laughs> um, Dawn, One Fine Day were both 1996. Next movie, mm-hmm. Batman and Robin. Which was oh, appalling. Yeah. The Peacemaker. Mm. Out of Sight, which is a great film. I remember Peacemaker. Yeah, Thin Red Line, Three Kings. Yep. Three oh, Kings was her, wasn't it? And then it goes into Her Brother, Where Art Now. Ah, love that. Yeah. Oh, Men Staring at Goats. Oh, my God. That was pretty good. <laughs> That's one weird film. Yep. I think I watched that stoned. That's the best way to watch it, I think. Yeah. There are some films that you just have to watch like that. Dude, where's my car? Yeah. <laughs> you know, one, one day I'm actually going to pick a film that, to watch and it will be Jay and Silent Bond Strike Back. Mm. Because it's an ultimate stoner film. Yeah. And Kevin Smith is one of the best filmmakers and directors. Not a massive fan. Oh, really? Yeah. Dogma? Dogma. Yeah. Um, I, I like the early stuff. I like Clark's note when he first came out. It was different, but I don't know. I'm not a massive, massive fan. I like him, but I'm yeah. not. I think he's another one that was generation-based. Mm. He was a stoner that, from the 
mid to late nineties onwards. Clerks came out when I was working in the video shop, so it was the perfect movie for Another me. one of Scott's five hundred thousand jobs. One of my, one of my one of my anecdotes about the video store. Oh, as I turned fifty, <laughs> soon, I just like to let you know I've done a thousand jobs. My oh, CV is an inch thick. That's a different <laughs> job every half a day <laughs> <laughs> from birth. <laughs> I was a midwife when I was born. <laughs> Just jealous because we've had the same job for the last fucking fifteen years. Thirteen years. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm a manager. I help homeless people very well. Any more plot twists? Not that I can think no, of. No, I mean, there's, I'd say there's thousands of them, <clears throat> um, yeah. and we we may you come go into soaps, couldn't you? Like when Bobby Bobby Ewing. Yeah. The shower. Who killed Jr. Well, we we could we could bring this topic back. A later date because we're bound to have another yeah, plot twisty type movie. Um, let's take a short break and we'll be back with the usual suspects. Usually, when there is a crime, there is a motive. I want to know why. 27 men died on that pier for what looks to be $91 million worth of dope that wasn't there. Usually, when there is a lineup, there's only one real suspect. This whole thing was a shakedown. And there's no way they'd line five felons in the same room. But this is not the usual crime. This is not the usual motive. He was in the harbor killing many men. Kaiser Sose! He saw Kaiser Sose. And these are not the usual suspects. Keaton. I'm a businessman. McManus. There's nothing that can't be done. Hockney. What, you got a team of monkeys working around the clock on this? Fenster. Flip you. Flip you for real. Verbal Kint. Roger, really? People say I talk too much. He doesn't know what you want to know. I don't think he does. Not exactly. But there's a lot more to his story, believe me. In a world where nothing is what it seems. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled. He's here. Was convincing the world. I know, he's here. He didn't exist. You've got to look beyond. The usual suspects. I'm smarter than you. And I'm going to find out what I want to know, whether you like it or not. I work for Kaiser Soze. He feels you owe him. He does not expect all of you to live, but those of you who do will have $91 million. It was Kaiser Soze, Agent Kuyan. I mean, the devil himself. I'm telling you, it's Kaiser Soze! There is no Kaiser Soze. Keaton always said, I don't believe in God but I'm afraid of him. Well, I believe in God. And the only thing that scares me is Kaiser Soze. Usual Suspects, released in the UK, 25th August 1995, directed by Brian Singer, written by Christopher McQuarrie, starring Kevin Spacey, Gabriel Byrne, Chaz Palmy and Terry, who else we got? Stephen Baldwin. One of the Baldwins is in it, Kevin Pollock. Not Kevin Pollock. Kevin Pollock. Pete Postlethwaite, Susie Amis, Giancarlo Esposito, who's in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Dan Hedaya. Big, big movie at the time. Let me just give you a quick synopsis. It is a very brief synopsis because I'm reading it from IMDb. A sole survivor tells of the twisty events leading up to a horrific gun battle on a boat 
which began when five criminals met at a seemingly random police lineup. Paul, hmm. explain yourself. What? Why I chose it? Yes. Um, it's one of the. Oh, there's a load of big films that I've never seen. It is a big film, actually. And we can't deny it. Can no, we? no, it is. Yeah, yeah. And, and this definitely fell into that category. So I thought, why not force myself to watch it? Mm-hmm. You you regret that decision now? Um, <laughs> I quite enjoyed the film, but once you've seen it once, isn't the the plot twist is so? Did you know the twist? Huge. No. But I saw it coming. How far into the film? Ten minutes. Really? <laughs> well, not not the total plot twist, but you knew something was yeah, going on with Kevin Spacey at the end, and then went backwards. Right. You're like, well, he's narrating, so he survived this thing. So he's got something to yeah, do. Yeah, there's every chance this is going to be. Hold the thought because it's Liam's first watch as well. Yeah. Similar sort of experience for you? Literally from the moment it started. I just thought... Seems <laughs> so like Kevin Spacey's name under it. <laughs> yeah, it, it genuinely just... The moment it started, I just thought, oh, you can see where this is going. Because there are some films, like I was saying earlier about Seven Pounds, is that it starts with the end as such. Yeah. and But you still get gripped by this film and you're like, shit. But that, yeah, I was just like, come on. And then it went into it, and it has got a big name cast. Well, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, certainly for the time, the, yeah. The poorest of the Baldwin brothers, but <laughs> it just, for me, um, how can I say, it? story wise, like the actual the plot of the film, the, the story of the film, sorry, mm-hmm. it was a good film. You, you followed the plot, you know exactly you, what was going take on. Yeah. Away, if they didn't start, and keep only speaking mainly to Kevin Spacey narrating this film for pretty much from the beginning. Yeah. They could have made the film even better. Because to me, it was just... It was just so obvious what was going to happen. Yeah, if they'd done it as a heist movie... Yeah. It, it would have worked. Yeah, but this whole thing about Kaiser Sosa, you had all these flashbacks to this guy with this long black hair, this big towering giant, yeah. and you saw an actor playing... Kaiser Soze. Yeah. So even through all of that, you're still thinking this isn't ringing true, basically. There's something think, wrong here. Oh, well, then, then again, you're looking out for a twist, aren't yeah, you? Because yeah. you know there's a twist. And the fact that it, it keeps saying through the film, nobody's seen, here, seen him. It's only this guy, um, Kobayashi. Yeah. Mm. Who might add, what was his accent? Yeah, yeah, that was another one. Pete Possefite. God rest his soul. Pete Possefite. I yeah. thought at one point he was supposed to be Indian. So did I. <laughs> yes. I, he, I definitely think he was supposed to be Indian. And I'm looking to see if Because I think he had a bit... I no, thought, no, 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 I thought he did have a bit of makeup on at one I point. I thought it was the most insulting thing if he yeah. was supposed to be... Yeah. I, he was a great actor. And I loved yeah. it. He was in Romeo and Juliet as a freak. And he's brilliant in that. But I was like... What are you doing? One yeah. more thought. Is it an Irish accent? No, no, yeah. no, no. Is it an Indian accent? Yeah. Indian. Is or it a very poor Welsh? Yeah. Is it Indian yeah. Irish <laughs> or Irish Indian? Mm. It just that's that kind of uh, and uh, things like that that I just thought. Why would he be? And the, yeah. that's it. The fact that they kept saying 
Oh, no one's seen him. No one, See, no one has lived that's seen him. But this is a good point. If you didn't know there was a twist in the film, you wouldn't have been looking out for it. No. So it's, it's hard to judge. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know. You didn't know. No, I just, but you. I started watching this film like it started talking about what was going goes into it. Yes, it was blah blah blah. Yeah. Right, and, it, and I just thought, why is? And I think again because um, American Beauty um, with Kevin Spacey. Yeah. He's speaking at the start of that. He narrates. And, yes. Yeah, yeah. And I watched that film, and at the end, he dies. And yeah. I don't know if it might have been because. I've seen that many times, so like American Beauty, that I just assumed that he was that him die. speaking, he's the one that's done something. It's him that's the main oh, yeah, right, character okay. for it, and that's what I linked to it. Yeah. That and, like I was mentioned to you earlier today, was in Scary Movie. Right, yeah, you said about this, which is, yeah, yeah a dead giveaway. It, it might not be, it might be, but Doofy in that is the cop, like in Scream, which I say, but... He's special, and he's got this walk where his right foot is pushed in, like yeah. he's limping and all that. But at the end, it, the camera's panned down at his feet, and his feet then straighten up, and he walks perfectly and takes a touch, and he's just this cool dude. So you've got this pop culture reference from a movie that you don't realise he's associated with this yeah, at the time. I've never seen yeah. before, and as soon as I started seeing him limping, I just thought I was like Doofy from a... Uh, um, scary movie and you think hang on his feet straightened up this yeah. is going to be and I, th- I don't yeah. know what it was but it just went and this is kind of made me not care too much about the film after once I thought I got it this is what we were saying earlier then once you know that there's a twist or you've seen a film once mm. that has this type of ending to mm. it how easy is it to go back to them? yeah I mean it. as Liam said the actual story if you take away the fact that there's going to be a twist yeah Actual film was quite good. It's a good heist yeah. type movie, isn't yeah. it? Is I, mean, I, I sat and me and Paul was actually speaking earlier today mm. about um, the it's it's the bit when the cop realizes yeah it was him mm-hmm. when his partner drinks the mug of tea coffee and yeah coffee and, and, goes. Stop, like, and then he looks and that you're like that's pretty good and I actually did sit there when I watched it. Remember writing it down that, like for me, I'm just going to say this now to go. The cinematography of the film, mm-hmm. if it was out of ten, I would have given it six. The story is six, but the plot twist ruined it completely with a three because it was too obvious. Okay, which made me lower the film down. If yeah. I was going to out of yeah. ten, it would have been a five because I, it just visually you're like this is good. It's an action film. Yeah. You can tell it was '90s, but you're like this is good for nineties. When you go back and watch it, I mean, I watched it two or three times when it first came out and mm. this was the first time I've watched it in 20 years or whatever. Mm. You look at Kevin Spacey sitting in that room and he's left in that room on his own. Yeah. And you just see him looking around as if he's bored. Yeah. But then you think, hang on, he's actually taking in everything off that pin yeah, board, yeah, that yeah, bulletin yeah. board. He's looking. And then there's a scene where Chaz Parmentieri is looking down at verbal with the coffee cup in his hand and Kevin Spacey is looking up mm-hmm. and you can think, hang on, actually he's lifting that coffee cup up, he's looking at the bottom of it. Yeah. I mean, it was super It's, it's clever like that. But That's what I mean, that, the story, the cinematography that was superb, I just, it was so poor, but is it Brian Stringer? Brian that's Stringer? Brian Singer, the guy who done Brian the X-Men yeah. movies. And that's it? what I mean, mm. for a man that then went on to make millions with the X-Men movies, yep. it's just like, don't start... You should never have started it the way they did. They didn't With need the, to have you telling a story of what the film's going to be. 
from the beginning because then it's like, yeah. okay, and especially to anyone that's watching it now, if you didn't have that, a kid could watch that now and go, this is a good film. They go, oh, what? I didn't say. Yeah. But nowadays, and I mean, I was I was obviously alive when it fucking came out. Mm. But years ago, we weren't used to these sort of films that had big plot twists mm. as such. Mm. So you were dumb enough to them sort of films that you go, oh, I didn't see it back then. But now there's plot twists everywhere. So kids watch Game of Thrones constantly so they could watch this and go, that's a shit film. I can see it coming from my life. Do you yeah. think if you looked at that film with fresh eyes now and they took away the narration and just... Yeah, I think it, that could be such a better film. Made it as a movie. Yep. I genuinely think... Then that mm. twist at the end yep. would actually work. Yep. I would, sc- I would score it higher myself if they'd mm. done that now and re-released it and I watched yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Even knowing, I'd probably be like, do you know what? It's a, it can make yeah. it a better film. But just let the movie play out. Yeah. Let the story play out. It's, He's being questioned. And yeah. yeah. Instead, it felt like they've gone, Kevin Spacey's the biggest star. Well, and let him just be the star. What I think it also boils down to is films with a twist have a limited shelf life. Yeah. 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 And it is yeah. very, very small. Because in this day and age where information is so easily accessible you're not going to go in like you guys that saw it for the first time you went in knowing that there was going to be a twist we didn't know that we didn't know in the sixth sense when we went to the cinema that there was a twist until three months later when it was everywhere you know I think there was a bit in this though that I mean it's a line that I absolutely loved but it kind of gave away about the devil yeah the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Yeah, yeah. And and that 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 line, I, I had to write it down because I was like, I love that line. Yes, yeah. it's true in so many different aspects of the world. Is if you can convince people you don't exist, and that was the kind of a giveaway. Anyone with, and again, if I go back to the nineties, anybody back then, there wasn't many films like that, so he was more dumb to it. But now you'd read something like that and you think. Hang on a second, he's like the geeky in uh, un-PC ways, the spacker that mm. he can't walk, he's scared, he's nervous around Did you just like, say spacker? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I did say in the non-PC sense. <laughs> yeah, very um, Learning difficulties, <laughs> physical disabilities. But yeah, it, when he said that, it, it kind of thought, obviously he's talking about Kaiser Sose in that yeah. sense. And it's kind of how he says it, you're like, hmm, all and right, the, the, great line, but it again made me think. Okay, it's you keep that in mind at the minute. I'm going to take a very short break because we've had some feedback from our dear friend Jim over in Texas, the film thugs. Hi, Jim. Very kindly sent us his thoughts. Five minutes with the film thugs on Usual Suspects, and also he sent some in for our next show as well. So we're just going to take five minutes out and listen to what Jim's got to say. I heard you missed me. I'm back. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me on again. Uh, Still loving what you do. I haven't heard the last one I submitted yet because I'm recording this immediately after recording that. That's just the way I work. But um, anyway, as I said last time, I love what you guys have turned this show into. I love that we have been able to witness it from the beginning, and I am looking forward to seeing where... The stinking pause takes us in the future. So, usual suspects. This one is a little bit shorter story, but oh my, it's ever so much fun. So, Austin Film Festival, 
uh, would have been eight years ago, maybe nine years ago. Uh, it's the first time I ever went. And Austin Film Festival is one of the coolest festivals and conferences out there because it's it's less business oriented and very much focused on writing and uh, just the craft and the art of writing. They refer to it as more of an academic festival because all of the uh, the panels are writers talking about what they write and how they write and answering questions and just interacting with other writers. You know, it's one of the few festivals where you could sit in a bar with Shane Black for a couple of hours if you just happen to bump into him there and he'll hang out with you and talk about writing. Uh, so this year, my first year there, I'm figuring out what the festival's about. I see a panel that is going to be uh, the guy who wrote Turner and Hooch, the guy who wrote Beverly Hills Cop, and Christopher McQuarrie, Academy Award-winning writer of The Usual Suspect, talking about crime movies. I'm like, okay, well, that's a thousand percent what I'm going to. So let's go check that out. Go, and it's awesome. They just they, the 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 way they build shit. It's it's really phenomenal. And what's cool about the Austin Film Festival is you the folks who were who were there will hang out and talk to you afterwards. They'll shake hands. They'll be like, oh man, it's really you know, thanks for coming out. They'll answer questions. It's it's really cool. And AFF is pretty. They're pretty open about it. They're like, yeah, if there is a panelist who's an asshole. They will not be invited back, period. They are really good about that. It's amazing. So McQuarrie is a great guy. To connect to my last one, if you have uh, the Chaz Palminteri connection, you need to listen to the commentary track for The Usual Suspect because Chris McQuarrie does the most hilarious impression of Chaz Palminteri. It's dead on and hilarious. But um, now back to my story. I'm not, I have no fear when it comes to approaching celebrities at things like this. A lot of people are like, oh, should I go over and talk to them? Should I? And I'm like, fuck it, I'm just going to go over and say hi. My tact in approaching a celeb, I'm sorry, my, my tactic in approaching a celebrity is try and say something memorable that isn't what every other person says to them. And what I did say to Chris McQuarrie is 100% true. And, uh, it was literally the best thing I could have said. Chris McQuarrie staying there talking to people. I kind of wait in line a little bit. Well, not really in line. There, one person says something to him, kind of get through and walk up to him. Staying there, you know, kind of a neutral expression on his face because you've got a bunch of strangers coming up to talk to you. What the fuck are you going to do? I uh, look at him and I say, usual suspects got me laid for the first time. His all of a sudden busted into this ear to ear smile, said, Outstanding. And slapped me into a handshake. Just bam, threw his hand out. Whap, handshake. So, how'd that work out, man? And stood there and talked to me about this for a while. It was incredible. And totally true story. I was a late bloomer. Uh, didn't get laid till I was in college. But it was, you know, it was still a good story. Good time with that. Uh, his reaction was fantastic. It was uh, one of those things... Uh, what I go for is if I were to run into him today, what could I, you know, if you, if I run into this guy 10 years later, what story could I create right now that this person will remember and think is funny? So I am confident that eight years later, if I were to run into Chris McQuarrie, I could tell him that story and he'd be like, yes, I remember you. Um, but yeah, this was the first date I went on in Austin. I was just 20. I said a late bloomer, but I was going out with a 24-year-old, and it worked out very nicely. Uh, 
So whenever I watch The Usual Suspects, I'm reminded of both of those stories. Granted, one of them holds a uh, a slightly higher a place of slightly higher esteem in my memory than the other, but uh, it, both of them are still yeah that that was that's a good that's a good thing to be able to tell about this. Anyway, thank you guys for my time, and uh, I will talk to you in the future. Where is it? Ah, there we go. Bye bye. So, any danger of the usual suspects getting you too laid? <laughs> you, no, you could not recommend that to. A... <laughs> it's it, it's a shame because it is is a victim of this thing, Jim. By the way, thank you very much. That was awesome. Um... Oh, definitely. <laughs> by the way, you sound awesome. Yeah. You, you've heard Jim before, Liam, haven't you? Because Jim quite corresponds ago, quite regularly. But... Yeah. I, I, I mean, I love Americans in general. We're gonna have just to, sound so confused by stuff. Going to get you over to Texas and meet the guys. We'll have to go. Oh, I love country music <laughs> and whiskey <laughs> and beards and motorbikes. Been... Well, that's that's Jim and Clarkson. Clarkson definitely the beard. Um, guys, thank you. Um, the usual suspects is a victim of having this plot twist, and like I said, they these sort of movies have this limited shelf life. Yeah. Because everybody's going to know it's 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 cruel in a way, but at yeah. the time, yeah, the hype and the buzz yeah. about I, it. I think the first six months of that film coming out, yeah. maybe a year, mm. yeah, you're going to get a brilliant reaction. But unfortunately, myself and Liam both twenty years went old. into it knowing. Yeah, yeah. I think you've got to, like um, Jimmy said about something had happened for him. Mm-hmm. From that film, so yeah, the film will always hold dear to you. I think it's kind of why, like Crow, for me, there's there's certain films that I can go, I relate to more as a TV show because of what it ha- what happened with my life at that time. Yep. But I think with like this film, in the same sense, is we've probably got a lot of people like, oh mate, this is brilliant, and they will still mm-hmm. love that film. And sometimes there's films that you, uh, sorry, excuse me, there's films that you. Really have loved for years, yeah. But you know, deep down, they haven't l- test lasted the test of time, or whatever. Mm. So, them. but they're still special to you, yeah, yeah. yeah. And but you, you still try to argue. Them. Are they guilty pleasure? To... Is that what we call a guilty pleasure? I mean, I won't ever say anything's a guilty pleasure. Same as I'm me. Not guilty for saying exactly. It. Yeah. I when it comes to my music, anything. I love bands and groups that people can't stand, but I don't I care. Don't diss people's music choices or movie choices. Because they are so personal to yourself yeah. and they have a certain emotional reaction, certain yeah. films, certain bits of music. Yeah, I mean, I, I will um, openly say I genuinely can't stand Mildred Pierce, but I get why people like why it. People like and it. I get why people like that genre. Yeah. And at the time, I can, I mean, it won an Oscar, so I can guarantee it was very well taken. Yeah. I also used to be someone that used to knock. Like old school musicals, so you thought, oh God, I can't stand it. But singing in the rain changed my world. <laughs> it just made me happy. It just it livened me up. And that's how films and that should be. And when someone turns around and starts saying, you shouldn't like this for that, you shouldn't. No. It's, 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 you make your own bloody mind. Yeah, in the nicest sense, go fuck yourself. If you're that egotistical about a film, it's, I love what I love because it means something to me. And <clears throat> admittedly, usual suspects. I don't rate highly. I can see why it could to everyone else. Yeah. I just think if I could go back in time and say to him, could you just retake <laughs> the narration out of it? 
watch how much better this film lasts. Yeah. Because even with the plot twist, people would still be gripped by film without hearing the at plot the, twist. At the time, it was, it was in 96. Yeah. It's still the early days of that that whole thing where everybody was trying to ape Tarantino and these yes. movies were all coming out. So it was a big movie at the time. Yeah. I've got a question, actually, because I'm sitting there watching it a couple of nights ago. If Kevin Spacey is not Kaiser Soze, mm-hmm. was Kaiser Soze there? Did he exist? Was this whole thing just... What the whole... Did this whole actual event happen in the way that it was described? He, he. How did it There's actually come about? Perhaps there isn't. Is that like a sorry for trees cut in the woods and no one's yeah. there to Well, no, I'm, I'm just thinking, like, the way it was projected on the screen... Yeah. <clears throat> Kaiser Soze is there at the end on the boat. Yeah, like this supreme... The, this, yeah, this, this devil in a fucking, yeah. you know, raincoat. Pissing on the, on the, on the petrol that's, yeah. you know, heading its way towards Gabriel Byrne with Kevin Spacey, who is Kaiser Soze, yeah. hiding behind the, yeah. the ropes and the barrels. I mean, there's things like that that kind of... So, what actually happened on that boat? Hmm. Did, did that... Who's relating that part of the story? What What is the true version of what yeah. happened? Because they go back and like wow. try to show yeah. it all. Uh, yeah. No, what the version you're seeing of the bloke... He's pissing Kevin Spacey's version. Kevin Spacey yeah. telling the police what happened. Right, so what actually happened? Because they show well, the tiniest little bit of what does like the end bit where he walks down the steps of the boat, shoots, and then sets a light. That's the only bit they show that he's done. They don't actually show you anything else that he's done. Oh, no. So, yeah, they don't actually yeah. explain the, the bloke, whole of it. The bloke pissing on it is Kevin Spacey's character. Is but it? the way he narrates it to the police, he's saying yeah. it's, it's mythical character. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing. Right. The moment he walks down them steps on that boat, yeah. pissing the Flicking of the light. Because the thing is, he's not crippled either. No, no. that's all there. Yeah. So has he carried just... on this whole cripple routine to the other four guys? Yeah, yeah. He carried that on. If you can pretend to the world that you don't exist and you're retarded, who the fuck cares what you can do? No one will come to you. For that's the point. If yeah, you're just because a in the corner. Kobayashi, who, who if he is Kobayashi or whatever his name yeah. is, picks him up in the car at the end. Yep, and like when there's a bit where. Stephen Baldwin is going to shoot him and he's like I'm fine shooting you and that and then Kevin Spacey's character is like I, I, and then talks to him mm. and then it's okay and then it's also from there and it's like why would anybody have listened to when you've got a man that has no fear of killing people you've got the foreign guy Benicio Del Toro whatever his name is that's an crazy accent by the way yeah that's so, <laughs> his trying to speak English was really bad <laughs> But yeah, in that, you, you saw Kevin Spacey just be like, managed to talk down someone who's not afraid of killing anyone yeah. to someone who is also known for killing people, apparently. Kobayashi was the, well, you don't want to do that. And you think, how did Kevin Spacey, the retard, yeah. manage to stop that? Yeah, and because he wasn't a retard. That's exactly. the thing. It was, it was all set up. Yeah. There's a lot of layers to the film. If you take the twist element out of it, there is actually quite a... I, I, and the fact that they accidentally or coincidentally got put in the cells at the same yeah, time. Together. And yeah, together. Yeah, that was all. And I think Ooh, if you right. took away... And I genuinely, 100% believe you take away that bullshit narration from Kevin Spacey... That's really bugged you, isn't it? You've got a superb film. That's really bugged you, that narration. Because it's so obvious. It? And yeah. I don't care what anyone says. 
If I was in the 90s and watched that... Not knowing there's When I was... If in 96, I would have been fucking... 11. 11. Right. So if I'd watched it as an 11-year-old, I probably would have been like, wow, I didn't see it coming. But yeah. as a 32-year-old, it's like... Yeah, um, got it. It's yeah. too obvious. Don't... The films nowadays, if you look at them, they've kind of stopped that narrating part from the beginning and start... Add, and they try and twist from that as opposed to... And it is. It's the American Beauty thing again. It's Kevin Spacey's narrating about how things are going. He then gets killed in the end. Sorry if I've ruined it. Go fuck it. No, no, that's the whole point. We were going to spoil this anyway. We, it's one of those classic plot twist movies that we, you know, everybody yeah. knows now. If you don't know, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. No, yeah, it's true. But yeah, that, that for me, the film is genuinely a great film to watch. Just it's... That is it. It's just... From the beginning, it's the Kevin Spacey part. For me, knowing the twist, didn't know the twist the very first time I saw it. I was 26, 27 at the time, so perfect age to, you know, adult going into a movie. Watched it at the cinema, so didn't get any inkling of it. Fucking awesome film. Watching it this time round... It hasn't stood the test of time. Not even because I knew what the twist was. It just didn't sit right with me. I don't know what it was. It was mm. just like... Kevin Spacey? Oh, no, it was No, not even, no, going into the Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey thing. It's not, it wasn't even that, because I'm, that that doesn't particularly bother me that yeah. I'm not going to refuse to watch a Kevin Spacey film just because of what... I mean, I also didn't like Stephen Baldwin. It's a strange... I just, I, I just find, I mean, he's like... He's the third choice. If you can't get Alec and you can't get Billy, you get Stephen. And it's like... But saying that, Kevin Pollock was fucking brilliant in this. Yeah. Mm. Pete Possefwaite... I'm really, really yeah. embarrassed about the Pete Possefwaite performance. You, you kind say. of felt like a letdown with the accent. I was like, oh, come on. Oh. I thought he was really good. And this what, was, what was the point of it? Why did he have to... Why couldn't he have played a Georgie or whatever he is? Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, <laughs> literally could have played an Englishman. I yeah. thought he was going to come in... As soon as I saw him, I thought, oh, he's going to be a posh Englishman. Yeah. Suit and tie, yeah. dressed Just nicely. like in Romeo and Juliet, he could have had that exact same accent yeah. and would have been fine. Yeah. Nothing too false and putting on it. And sometimes things like that can make you look at him and go, what's the need for it? Yeah. Is or it because they said the name Carlos Asote and Kobayashi, so you've got to have a an Asian name? Character. But then why hire an Asian actor? Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing, you should... Which is how it's, it's drifting towards now, isn't it? Yeah. This, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, if you're going to go Kobayashi, doesn't mean they have to be foreign. So you could have been an English guy with that name. It's a nickname. But as Paul said, at one point where Kobayashi first appears and he's in the shadows, yeah, and you hear this faint twang of like an Indian accent, yeah. I thought they blacked him up. Mm. I really thought they put no, some sort of tag on put, him. I'm sure I, I looked at it quite closely yeah. after I heard the accent. I'm sure he did have some kind of... Tan. Tan. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't enough where you thought, oh, he's definitely Indian. No. I mean, he <laughs> himself, though, is, if you've ever watched Romeo and Juliet, does tan. Like, very well tanned. In Romeo and Juliet, he was very much... you could have Yeah, that, that might have just been, tanned. you know, my mind playing tricks on me hearing this Indian accent, yeah. but... I just thought it was a piss take when I kept hearing an Indian accent. I was yeah. like, are you And again, it takes you out of the movie, isn't yeah. it? Things like that take you You start like, thinking, where are you going? What like, are you... What's going on here? Like we said with Ice Cold in Alex, with Andy Quayle's diabolical South African accent, yeah. it just takes you out of the moment. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's not... 
especially in that day, nineteen ninety six, you shouldn't be doing shit like that. It should yeah. be the least of your worries. Yeah, because be unless you've taken it from, I don't know, if you've taken it from a, a novel or a comic, and that was the character's thing, okay. But if it wasn't, what was the need for having an accent? Yeah, I've just actually thought going back to Ice Cold Night. Yeah, the crap accent. Mm-hmm. Was because he was, he was German. German. No, so, it's because he was a crap actor. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying that, <laughs> but he wasn't a crap actor. It, could, so have been, exactly it could have been intentional to make it a dodgy accent. If that's the why was his German accent so shit then? That's another point. <laughs> <laughs> because he was an Englishman, but, lying about being but German, can't lying do, about being can't do accent. But if yeah. it was intentional, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's that's a bloody brilliant. clever. Yeah. But it wasn't because no, he couldn't no, do the German accent. <laughs> but well, well played for thinking that. <laughs> yeah. Very well played in saving the only bit wrong with the film. <laughs> but aha! I got it! Got it, but no, we yeah. haven't. <laughs> There's a plot twist within a plot twist. Yeah. I've got a funny feeling your star rating is going to be quite low for mm-hmm. this. Um, I've, got, I've got the. I'll be the, generous, actually. I've got the general, general feeling you're. Disappointed, mm, I think yeah. is the best way. Yes. You was expecting a lot more because it's this famous twisty movie. Been hyped up, yeah. Um, for and, years, I've heard you. And I know that. so many people that love this film. Yeah, and you, and you've come out of it and you've gone, oh, yeah. I've quite happily walked into a two point five. Two point five, and that's generously. Yeah, two point five. I would say three. I was going to go three. If I, if I did half stars, it'd be three and a half, but. Yeah. Three for me, which is in in my realm of star ratings. That's like I've seen it. Don't particularly want to see yeah, it again. Yeah, it was okay. You know, if you watch it yeah. again, you know the biggest part of the film. Yeah, I, I quite yeah. will happily say I probably shouldn't have bought this on Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. That because that because I'm never going to watch it. You're again. never going to watch it. Yeah, this is the whole danger of plot twist movies. Yeah, because it is. It's same reason I don't own Sixth Sense. Because it's just, yeah, once you know it. There's no point. And it's yes, insane, I know someone can say, you know the end to every film. Yeah. I know the end of The Crow every time. But it's the story that grips you. Yeah. If, if there's something that doesn't get you with it, maybe yeah. it's just me. Exactly. I mean, there's there's plot twist movies that I own and I will watch and watch and watch. Yeah. Like Planet of the Apes, Slew, yeah. things like that. I will, I will watch because the plot twist isn't the be-all and end-all of the film in no. that particular case. Whereas that this really This is. film, it was... It was the film with the twist. Yeah, That's it's like the original it um, like British crime films and stuff yeah. like that. And it's like, or, or, or like your murder she wrote. It's, it's, like, it's oh, Marvel, the first person you've seen, isn't it? Yeah, was actually the one that done it, and you yeah. didn't know. And you're like, I can't watch the episode yeah. because I know exactly what's happening. They yeah. fell into that trap, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it it's a shame, isn't it? Because I genuinely believe, and I mean, maybe with like um, when he later went on and made like the X Men films, mm. he kind of realised. We don't need big like, plot twists from the beginning to the end. Yeah. Plot twists should be somewhere in a film, not all the way through the film. And that's what Usual Suspect has was yeah. from the beginning, the plot twist was just working its way through for you to then go, that's where it is. But so it should that, have been different. Like you said, when the reveal comes about, that's a bloody good bit of cinema. Oh, that, that, that whole yeah. thing with Chase Palmer Terry yeah. looking at the bulletin board yeah. Yeah. and the coffee the bar. Yeah. Or his lies. Yeah. That was bloody clever. That well, not yeah. clever, but it looked good. It was great, I mean, wasn't it? Cinematography it was, yeah. and the story itself, mm. 
was superb. Yeah, Christopher McQuarrie, great fucking script. Just take uh, away the it's the plot just was poor. The rest of it, I think, was absolutely superb. Yeah. And it was, me and Paul said quite a few times about that bit at the end, when he finally twigs and drops his, I mean, the slow-mo coffee drop. Yeah. <laughs> but it is when he notices everything that he's picking off yeah. that ball and he's like, shit, and then he runs away. And I think he even shouts out. Can like, you imagine my reaction stick. seeing that in the cinema, not knowing there's a twist yeah. and that yeah. is being thrown at me? Yeah. Fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. And that's what I genuinely can understand that it would have been mm. a superb film. Yeah, not quite just, psycho, but, you yeah. know, it was my generation's, oh, yeah, yeah. well done, that was great. Yeah. De- definitely not a, for anyone modern day, unless have someone we got any, Have we got any modern day plot twist movies? Since M. Night Shyamalan sort of thing. Have we had any... Star Wars, Harrison Ford dies. <laughs> is that a plot twist or is that just... It's an unexpected... You didn't see it coming. Yeah, it's unexpected, yeah. yeah. I think it's difficult to have plot twists nowadays because there's so much in the sense of people talking crap on Twitter. It's going to get really it's, it's already there. So We're not going to talk of... Avengers, but there's a lot of shit going on in Avengers. Yeah, and I mean, Avengers have done very well uh, in how they have managed to make twists in the films yeah. that then don't happen in the next one, yeah. but could happen in the one following the previous one. But they, like, they throw it. So, yeah. And that's why I don't get when, and Charlie's not here and I would happily say this to him, but <laughs> when people don't like, you don't have to like superheroes. You don't have to like rubber suits. It's just the story. But the story and how these films are made, uh, the money that rakes in is proof that they are fucking genius. The bubble's got to burst at some point. And and it will. It It genuinely did with horror films from the 80s to 90s. And and the Russo brothers that have done the Avengers have said, They know it's going to. Yeah. That's why they do it. They, they can make films of three hours. But they're getting very rich off of it. Yeah. <laughs> and why stop doing something? Robert Downey yeah. Jr. is yeah. getting very, very rich. <laughs> He's only got one contract left, as has Chris Evans. Yeah. So, But hasn't Robert Downey Jr. made something like 200 million yeah. or something like that? Yeah. From coming out of prison having nothing. Yeah. yeah. 200 million. Done a couple of Sherlock films to get him back on. Yeah. yeah. But and then from 2008 fair play. to 2018. Fair play. And that's the thing. Why, if, if something's working, why change it? Yeah. And w- that's the thing that I don't get. It's right. Don't fix yeah. it. Yeah. Same with Star Wars. We may not like the newer ones, but they're going at a new generation that will. Yeah. And then in 20 we, years' time, we, don't we have decide to again to do for them generations another three. Mm-hmm. People will love them then, but we still won't. Mm. And it's like... We don't have to watch a Noli, and that's the thing. We don't have to watch yeah. it. We can still we can still watch four, five, and six. Yeah, exactly. And, and I will always level. watch four, five, and six yeah. and go. These were the best ones. Yeah, that's it. Well, yeah. be four, five, and six then. No, they probably <laughs> yeah. they, they would have made the real four, five, and six, or the yeah. 1.5, 2.5, and 3.5. <laughs> I've enjoyed that one. That was a great review. We'll be yes. back in just a minute. With what we're watching next time. Mm-hmm. And now, preview time. When it comes to entertainment, you can't beat a good film. So let's take a look at what's coming your way. What we're watching next time is Charlie's Choice. No. Liam's Choice! Oh shit, fucking, why do I do that all the time? Oh, Look, you can't fucking notice I'm him, the biggest person in the room. And he's the shortest one, and he's not even here. The chick's Mahoney. Should I start that again? Next time. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm keeping this in. Next time is Liam's choice. Hello, Liam. Are you here? <laughs> um, no, Scott. I'm Charlie. The only, re- the only reason I, I, I said it was Charlie's choice because it's, it's a chip. It's a typical. Chip. It's a typical Charlie type movie. Oh. Liam, what you chose, mate? <laughs> well, I was going to choose a really good film. I spoke to Charlie. Yeah. And Charlie said to me, I should choose <laughs> Robert De Niro's A Bronx Tale. So I thought, fuck it, I'll go with Bronx Tale. Well played, Charlie. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> for that. Um, obviously, at the time of recording, we, we've all watched the film, but first time watch for me, Paul. Yep, first, first time, time watch. How many times have you seen it, Liam? Uh, uh, six, six, five, six times. Really? Yeah. Bit of a fave. It's just, I think it's because when it was on Netflix, I had it on DVD years yeah. ago, but um, then when it got put on Netflix, I, that's why I chose it, because I actually watched it maybe about a month or two ago. Oh, right, okay. And it just stuck in my mind, because, yeah, it was a great film. Excellent, okay. So, Bronx Tale, which is Robert De Niro's, is it his only direction? I, I know. think it's his only. But is it? But it's his first, first, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, and Chaz Palminteri again. Looking forward to that, Paul, Liam. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Back very soon for our next episode. Cheers, guys. See you soon. Peace. (laughs) The management of this theater suggests that for the greater entertainment of your friends who have not yet seen the picture, you will not divulge to anyone the secret of the ending. You dudes get lost now, you hear? Good night, ladies. Good night, sir. When you fail down, try positive thinking. That's what I told the man said. Don't wear a frown. Try positive thinking. Laugh back your troubles instead. You've got to look on the bright side. On hope so much depends. Confidence sinking, positive thinking Helps you on the way, my friend When things look black, try positive thinking Treat every season as spring No glancing back, try positive thinking Trust what tomorrow may bring This crazy world that we live in Will keep on spinning round But with good, strong Positive thinking, we'll get together and life won't let us down. Shut up, you ugly bitch. Oh, shut up, we enjoy it.